you need to be accepting of change because change is happening every day, all day around us. And you need to accept that change to move forward and grow. Hi, you're listening to That Really Happened, Unbelievable Real Estate Stories. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. If you're a real estate investor, this is the podcast for you. Our guest speakers will bring you amazing, intriguing, and unbelievable stories about real estate investing. The stories will be an honest and transparent account about what it actually means to invest in real estate. You'll hear stories that investors don't usually share. Stories about hardships, breaking points, painful truths, and surprising realizations. Sometimes there's a happy ending, and sometimes the story ends very differently than you would expect. So let's get the show started. Hey guys, welcome to That Really Happened. I'm Ellie Perlman, your host broadcasting from sunny California. When I'm not behind the mic, I buy multifamily properties with passive investors who partner with me on my deals. If you enjoyed the, the podcast, please take a minute to rate us. I would be very appreciative if you do. You can always go to my website, ellieperlman.com and listen to the episodes and also read the show notes. So today... I have a guest on my show, Danny Rendazzo, and he would be telling us a really interesting story. So I'll tell you a little bit about Danny just so you can understand who we have here on the show today. So in his career, Danny has done 13 deals and controls over 21 million worth of real estate and 163 multifamily units. So in the summer of 2016, he and his wife sold everything in the Bay Area, and then they moved to Charleston, South Carolina to take their real estate business to the next level. So shortly after they arrived, Danny closed on his first investment purchase, buying two commercial buildings for a million dollars. Danny has successfully purchased various types of deals, on market, off market, mailing owners, short sales, and all kinds of, you know, all those good stuff that real estate has. So in addition, Danny has been a featured speaker at the Best Ever Conference, uh, hosted a local real estate meetup, and volunteered with the first tee of Greater Charleston to teach about life and golf. So the story today is going to be about his first purchase of a million-dollar commercial building. And with that, I would like to welcome Danny to the show. Hey, Danny, how are you? I'm great, Ellie. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So where, where are you calling us from today? I am out in Maine, just getting a little bit of work done. And it is, you know, wonderfully cold. So I'm ready to get back home. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you do. So for those, the listeners who don't really know you, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you do today? Yeah. So in addition to the bio that you shared, very similar to what you do, my partners and I also syndicate and purchase multifamily properties with investors. We own currently $130 million in real estate, and we buy value-add properties where we can buy like a 1980 to 2005 or 2010 bill, add value through renovations and cost reduction strategies to increase the net operating income and improve the value of that property. All right, perfect. That sounds familiar. So great. So we're, the story that you're going to tell us today is 
you know, taking you back in time to the first, your first purchase of a million dollar commercial building. So tell us where are you and what year are we at? We are in the summer of 2016. We're in Livermore, California, sitting around my dining table. It's my girlfriend at the time, my wife today. It's Caitlin and I sitting there having a conversation about life and what we want to get out of it. And a couple of the things that we decided we wanted to get out of life was to number one, have a control of our time. And number two, a portfolio that generates income to, you know, cover our cost of living and also provide us with, you know, something a, a little bit beyond the cost of living. And so that summer in 2016, we had the conversations and decided that we needed to sell everything in California and relocate to Charleston, South Carolina to start building a real estate portfolio. And so we get to Charleston, it's August of 2016, and we're just getting settled in and trying to look for properties and really striking out. We're not quite finding anything. And I knew, you know, we should be buying multifamily. And then the next day we should be buying, you know, a bunch of single family residential properties. And then, you know, we couldn't find anything. And so September 2016 into maybe it was October 2016, but in the fall, my wife and I take a trip to Italy and we're sitting in Postiano, Italy on a pool deck and I am reading and listening to Think and Grow Rich. And I write down my goals with a what we want, how much, and by when. And that goal was written out to have some portfolio that generates $5,000 in passive cash flow. And so doing that exercise, fast forward to us returning 16, and I'm looking at either I need to buy five kind of single family properties or one kind of 10 unit multifamily property or one commercial building to generate this cash flow. And the property, you know, literally finds us. We, it was an on market deal. The broker had sent over the opportunity. We looked at it, we found and identified that there was some definite value add. The property was being sold at a discount. And I truly believe that going through that exercise of handwriting a goal on the notebook piece of paper, which I still have today, I carry it with me almost every day because it's how we got started. And doing that exercise, what it what happened for me was kind of a switch flipped inside where I knew in my heart and in my mind that this is what we were going to do and we would be successful at it. And so getting that goal down, getting back home, the property found us because we were open to the opportunity and ready to close on that deal. And so we found it, we got it under contract got our money lined up, got our financing lined up, and really prepared to close on that deal in December of 2016. How did you get your financing and, and money lined up? Did you, was it only your money or did you add more investors to, uh, to your investment, to the deal? So it was important to us that we kind of did the proof of concept purchase on our own and 
you know, we had sold everything off in California that we owned. And I'm always a big proponent of having an equity nest egg so you can invest in opportunities and, you know, making more income than you spend in expenses is, you know, crucial to my uh, well-being. And so we took $200,000 of our own money and said, we're doing this, we're building a real estate portfolio, and we're going to prove the concept. So in the future, because we knew long term, we wouldn't have all the money in the world to invest and purchase. So we knew that we were ready to prove the concept and put our money on the line. So that way, in the future, we could bring investors in and say, hey, look, we've proved the concept. Yes, we are investors. And so we used our own money to fund the deal. We qualified for our own commercial loan with a local community bank. I had to go through like 20 different lenders to find really good terms. And of course, someone who would say yes to an investor who's just getting started. So I'm always a proponent of working hard and making sure you get what you're looking for. And so from the lending and financing perspective, we used our own money and we got our own loan that we qualified for. Very nice. And how long did it take the whole process from finding the deal until you closed? We found the deal, I want to say in maybe early November. I would say it took us about 45 days to close. All right. Did you have, so you're doing this with your wife, Caitlin? Yes. And you find a deal, you understand the entire financing, you you write a, a check of your own money, $200,000. Did it go pretty smoothly, the whole, your first deal? I mean, was there anything that you felt that, you know, went wrong or could have gone wrong? Overall, the deal was a success really from start to finish. I definitely learned a tremendous amount about commercial real estate and specifically in the office space. So one thing that, you know, kind of went wrong is we were buying an asset that did have some vacancy and it was going to be our responsibilities as the new owner to fill that vacancy and generate enough income um, for that property to increase in value. And so, you know, I had originally... I didn't really know going in. And so I did some research before closing and I was able to negotiate with the seller to get a lease back from the seller on the vacant space. And so what that basically means is the seller paid rent for the vacancy for three months after we closed on the deal. And so I collected the rent from the seller for those three months, which I thought was going to be enough time to fill the vacant unit. And unfortunately it wasn't. So we had, I think, a month and a half of vacancy or lost rent for that space. However, we bought a great asset. And what we did before purchasing the property is understood what occupancy level we had to have to break even. And it was just over 50% occupancy in order for us to cover all of our expenses related to that property. And so we were still cash flow positive, even if we didn't fill the vacant unit. But like I said before, I always want to try to collect as much income and manage and manage all of the expenses to ensure that there's a net operating income at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And what happened to the building? Do you still own it today? We still own it today. Yes. How is it? Is it performing well? It is performing quite well and it's increased in value about 50%. Wow. Uh, Since we kind of spent the time, did the hard work, filled the space and increased the, the rent premiums. 
And do you feel that you were talking about the, your mindset at a time in reading uh, Think and Grow Rich, which is a book that I also read when I think it's fantastic. I think what you're doing, you're doing a better job than me in, by sticking to it because I read it, I, I took some notes, but I never kind of, you know, I didn't stick to it. So do you feel that you know, going, working with, you know, on adjusting your mindset. So obviously that helped you to get to the first deal. Do you feel that that helps you today in achieving your goals? Absolutely. And, you know, as we, we grow and do, you know, new things in business every day in real estate and entrepreneurship, you need to have that strong mindset because you, you need to be accepting of change because change is happening every day, all day around us. And you need to accept that change to move forward and grow. And so, you know, it was certainly a challenge for us in our business. We kind of shifted our focus from doing a bunch of local real estate and various asset classes to solely focusing on multifamily across the Southeast US. And we've really been able to build our portfolio by taking that shift and doing something a little bit different that we may not have said, you know, there's one path and this is the way to go, but here's kind of the direction we're going to go, but we're open to little deviations or turns in the road. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, selling everything that you have in California and just getting up one day and say, well, it was probably a process, but leave everything behind and move to, you know, to the Carolinas to be in real estate. Most people don't do that. So most people are either, you know, going through the process of even making any shift as hard, let alone moving to a different state. Did you find that? Can you talk to me a bit more about that process? You know, the process was pretty straightforward for us. We really just made the decision that success and what we want to get out of life is moving and making this happen for us. And so, you know, it goes back to the mindset shift and kind of what I like to say is that flip or excuse me, the flip of the switch in your mind and in your heart where you know you have to make a change to better yourself. And so, you know, you have to get up early in the morning and, and you go work out, you know, if, you're, if you want to lose weight, you have to be accepting of that switch and just know there's no other option than doing this. And so for us, we made that change. But I think, you know, for the listeners, they really need to accept the change. And once they can flip the switch in their heart and in their mind, you know, they can buy any property that's out there. And the biggest obstacle you need to get over, around, or under is yourself. So don't let yourself stop you and just believe that you can do it and have people in your corner that are cheering for you all along the way. Yeah, I cannot agree more. Absolutely. So ever since that was the first deal that you've done, that was the million dollar, you know, purchase. Since then, what happened? I mean, how did you, you know, from accomplishing that and getting your first deal, what did you do since then? And how did that help you, you know, moving forward? We started to buy after that purchase, we started to buy various asset classes in the, the market that we really liked, which was Charleston. And so that experience allowed us to get a diversification of how other real estate works and how there's pros and cons to each type of investment. Some 
you get a higher reward, but you may spend more time. Some you, you know, you have stable income and some income is very sporadic, but you have really high peaks and maybe it makes up for it overall. And so that experience allowed us to kind of sample the real estate and figure out where we wanted to go and what asset class was going to get us to achieve our goals. And so the reason that we invest now in multifamily and why it works for us is because there's scalability to it. We can, you know, add value to the apartments. We can then really kind of control how much income is generated from it. And then also the number of units, you know, if a couple people leave in the middle of the night, your occupancy is still going to be high enough where you can cover your expenses and pay for things and and guess what? At the end of the day, you're still probably going to be cash flow positive. And so that's just a great thing. And, you know, we love cash flow. We like depreciation benefits that multifamily also provides. And then, you know, one of the other more important things that we can, can do with multifamily is really control the expenses. For example, if you're buying, you know, 130 windows, you're going to get a much better price than buying, you know, one window for your single family house. Right. And, and I always say, you know, there's a lot of people who think, you know what, I'm going to start small with single family homes and I'm going to graduate a multifamily. And I always say, I skip that part because for me, I actually think, and it's exactly like what you said, I think that single family homes there, it's very hard to scale. So for me, I, tra I basically translated this into risk. And I think that actually owning one door is riskier than owning 10 or 12 or 100 doors. Because it's just like you said, if your tenant leaves and you can't find someone for two months for, for 45 days, you're out of pocket and you might be severely impacts your cash flow. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're going through that process right now with some of the assets that we acquired in 2017 and 2018, where, you know, we're kind of cleansing our portfolio to get rid of any single family property or any small multifamily where, you know, we really, it's best for us to take every available dollar that we have and invest it in multifamily because we have so much more control over it. Like you said, the risks are, you know, crazy when you think about buying residential properties and, you know, I know there's a great strategy and people can be wildly successful investing in single family, but for us, it's just not there because of the time and the oversight that you have to spend to manage those rentals as opposed to, you know, 150 doors on one property or under one or a couple of roofs. That was, I think, one of the, the best first purchase stories because there was nothing really that, you know, you guys got, you need, you need also a little bit of luck, you know, hard work, due diligence, but also a little bit of luck. And it looks like it went pretty well besides that, the little, you know, glitch with, uh, with the occupancy, which you, you managed to find a way around it. So that's really great. So anything, you know, that you wanted to add to the story before we move to our last part of the, of the episode? I think that's it. You know, the one thing I will add is I read a couple of books by Dolph DeRoss about investing in commercial real estate. And he is a little bit more famously known for working with Donald Trump in a lot of the commercial properties that they've invested in. 
And so that really helped me early on to realize the power of commercial real estate over residential. And so I would just say to the listeners, you know, go out and read a commercial real estate investing book and just open your mind up to the idea of commercial real estate as a new way to invest as opposed to just the traditional either you know, a single family or a multifamily. Mm -hmm. I cannot agree more. That's, that's great. So uh, Danny, if you could look back and give your 20 year old self any piece of advice, what would it be? I would have to say, get started. Don't wait for anyone or anything. Just get out there and get going and learning because I think you find there's a wealth of information available and you can really get lost in analysis mode versus taking action. Right, right. All right, great. Well, thank you so, so much for, you know, being here today and sharing your story of leaving everything behind and, and uh, moving uh, across the country to start a career in, in uh, as a real estate investor and multifamily. So I guess the last question that I have for you is, Danny, where can our listeners find you? Listeners can find me if they're interested in multifamily at passiveinvesting.com. Or if you're interested to learn a little bit more about our story, you can go to randazzocapital.com and check out our blogs and our books and things like that. Great. So you actually got passiveinvesting.com. You managed to purchase that. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, we, my partners and I purchased passiveinvesting.com for an undisclosed sum of money. And we are in the process of revamping the webpage to share and spread the wealth about passiveinvesting.com. So it's perfect. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you again, Danny, for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me on. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.